0: Like many people, you may believe the wonderful news that Jesus Christ's sacrifice upon the cross has paid for your sins. However, did you know that Jesus' sacrifice also paid for the removal of all sickness and disease from those who would receive it in Jesus? Well, in this episode, we're going to demonstrate with God's perfect word that Jesus' sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins is absolutely, without question, connected to the healing of our bodies. God bless you, everybody. This is the Be Healed podcast. It's a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I am so passionate about God's promise to heal you because His word is clear. God loves you. And he desires for his sons and daughters to be blessed in every part of their lives. And more than that, he actually paid the price for it. And so the Be Healed podcast is filled with interviews and testimonies and all kinds of great teachings to help equip you with a strong biblical faith to understand God's promise. We need to know what God has done for us. We need to know how He has done it so we can agree with Him in prayer and receive the sacrifice and the blessings of Almighty God. It's going to make all the difference, so I want to welcome you, especially if this is the first time that you've joined the Be Healed podcast. We're excited to have you on the program. The first wonderful and encouraging truth that I'd like to talk with you about is found in Paul's letter to the Romans. And it's found in chapter 10, verse 13 of his letter. And it says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that encouraging? Whoever, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It means that their sins will be forgiven. It means that they will escape the judgment of hell because their sins have been cleansed. And when your sins are cleansed, There's nothing that the Father could judge because they've been removed from you. In other words, your rap sheet has become clean. There's nothing to judge because there's nothing there because Jesus forgave us of our sins. And this promise is for those who call on His name, those who believe in His name. In the Gospel of John, the very well-known verse, John 3.16, reads, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, It's so encouraging. It's the same thing that is being spoken in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Whoever believes in Him, and in Romans, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is a very well uh, expected and believed truth that whoever, whosoever, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're educated, whether you're uneducated, no matter what country you come from, no matter what your background was, no matter how bad life has been, you are part of whoever, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And this truth uh, that God is sharing that we can all have our sins forgiven. We can all, no matter what we've done, no matter how bad it was in our past, we all have access to this wonderful promise of grace to be forgiven of our sins. But Paul asks a question in verse 14 in his letter to the Romans. He says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You see, in verse 14, Paul asks uh, a critical question. He's saying, you got to hear about Jesus. You have to hear about this promise. How are you going to believe in Jesus? How are you going to call on Jesus? How are you going to have your sins forgiven if you don't even know that you could have your sins forgiven. So he goes on in verse 15 and says, how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. You see, Paul is saying there needs to be someone who's sharing the message of this good news. And it's tidings, it's news of good things. Yes, no matter who you are, you could have your sins Forgiven. I mean, that is a tremendous, tremendous thank you, Jesus reality that says, Wow, we have fouled so many things up, made so many poor decisions, but God says, I will cleanse you, I will forgive you, and you can be with God in heaven for eternity. And it's saying that this is all uh, depending on if you get to hear the good news of the gospel. It then says later in verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we need to hear the teachings of the scripture in order to be able to even have the opportunity to believe. We cannot have faith in something that we've never heard. Again, Paul says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not? believed so the bible lays down this principle that says we have to be able to hear so we can have the opportunity to believe so concerning salvation and the forgiveness of our sins it's preached thank you god frequently in churches that if we believe that jesus is the son of god if we believe that jesus Was sacrificed on the cross for our sins, that our sins can be forgiven whosoever. So there's faith and there's expectancy in the church for the forgiveness of sins. But how frequent is it that the church and Christians hear not only that Jesus died for our spiritual sins to be forgiven, but that he also died. That we would be healed. You see, that message in the Western church is not nearly preached as much. And so people somehow think that God cares about the saving of our souls, but possibly not as much of the condition of our lives here on earth. This has caused people to have faith in the forgiving power. Of the blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins, but it has not developed a faith for people to receive the healing power of Jesus Christ through his work on the cross. So it is very common that people will say, Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. Now, concerning healing, well, I believe that sometimes he heals and sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he wants the suffering. For some higher purpose, or sometimes he doesn't. The difficulty is that without the clarity of the truth from Scripture, we end up with a very fragmented understanding of the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, this is one of the reasons why the Be Healed podcast exists. It exists to give people the opportunity to hear what the Bible is teaching so that they will have faith so that they can receive healing in their body. The big question or the big debate that's out there is, does the Bible actually teach that? Well, this is part one of a teaching entitled, Jesus, the Sacrifice that Provides Our Healing. So we're going to discuss and show in the Scripture things that demonstrate that Jesus being offered as a sacrifice upon the cross and the work that he completed on the cross of Calvary is absolutely linking the provision of the forgiveness of sins as well as the provision of the healing of our bodies. So we're going to let the Word of God do the talking, and I'm going to demonstrate a very clear pattern through this teaching series from Genesis all the way through to the New Testament to help us see that the atonement or the provided sacrifice of Jesus is consistently linked to the healing of our body. My hope and prayer is that as you begin to have the chance to hear how the Bible puts both the atonement of our sins, and the healing of our bodies together that is going to create very strong faith, and you're going to have an expectation for your particular situation in your life and your family to be healed. So let's give an example of how the Bible puts these two things together. We're going to turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53, and we're going to begin looking at verse number four. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Verse five, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes, We are healed. Now, I'd like to take our time to break this text out a little bit and actually refer your attention to a couple of the words used here and to their actual true meaning in Hebrew. I'm also going to give you what's called a Strong's Concordance Number. And for those who may not be familiar with that, it is a resource that enables us to understand what the original word in Hebrew or Greek uh, is. And so I'm going to do that here because sometimes the English translation loses a bit of the integrity of what was actually meant. And by giving you the number in Strong's Concordance, you'll have the confidence to know uh, that you can go and research this and look this up yourself so that you're not simply just taking my word for it. Okay, so in verse four, it says, surely he has borne our griefs. It is It is widely understood that the he in this text is referring to Jesus Christ. This is a prophecy of Isaiah, uh, described in uh, around 740 BC, that he Jesus would bear our griefs. Now, that word griefs is actually the word koli, and the word, literally translated, does not mean just simply being sad, but rather. It is translated as physical sickness and disease. And that can be found in Strong's Concordance number H2483. And the H before the number simply tells us that the word is a Hebrew word and not a Greek word. So it says, surely he, meaning Jesus, has borne or taken our sicknesses and diseases and carried our sorrows. That word sorrows again just does not mean sadness, but rather it is a word called Makob, and it's referred to as pain, physical pain, mental pain. It is not describing spiritual pain, it is describing physical and mental pain. The number in Strong's Concordance is H4341. So, right away, we see that one of the core prophetic scriptures speaking about the work of Jesus Christ upon the cross is not just speaking about sin but it's speaking that he bore our coli and our macob our sicknesses diseases and pains and it says in verse number 5 but he was wounded he was wounded for our transgressions now that word wounded Uh, is the word kalal, which means to be pierced through or to be wounded, to be crushed, to be slain. The strongest concordance number for wounded is H2490. So it's speaking about Jesus being crucified on the cross. You see, verse 5 says he was wounded or crushed for our transgressions. He was pierced through on the cross. It says he was bruised, For our iniquities. This is amazing because in verse four, it's speaking about physical sickness, disease, and pain. But verse five is speaking about the sins or transgressions and iniquities of mankind. So, from this very well known prophecy about Jesus and his work on the cross, we see right put together is the idea of physical. And spiritual of him, Jesus, bearing our sicknesses and diseases, bearing our pain, and he's dealing with and being wounded for our transgressions and our iniquities. They are together. And then the next word or the next phrase in verse five says, The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Now that word stripes is the word kaborah, which is Strong's Concordance number H2250. And forgive my Hebrew pronunciation, but it means the wounds or the bruises, the the stripes. It's, it's the lines made on Jesus's back when they whipped him and beat him and scourged him. And so, right here in Isaiah, we see that he did not only deal with our spiritual sins, transgressions, and iniquities, he also bore our physical sickness, physical disease, and they're put together. And it describes the chastisement for our peace was upon him, meaning Jesus, and by Jesus' wounds, by the stripes, the wounds, the piercings of his body. It says the result is that we are healed. Now, that word healed, some people have said, well, that's only referring to spiritual healing. But it can't mean that because we just saw that in this text, the words actually refer to physical sicknesses and diseases that Jesus bore for us. So the word healed there is the word rafah, in Strong's Concordance, uh, H7495. And that word there, literally translated, means to cure, to repair, to make healthy, to heal the hurts, to restore the defects or hurts of in order to get healed. So the actual term raw is bringing about the idea of literally restoring that which is broken to make something healthy. And the connotation of this word in Hebrew is the work of a physician. Now, this makes perfect sense because a little bit earlier in the text, it says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Well, that word peace is the more commonly known word shalom in the strong's concordance it's h7965 and that term peace doesn't actually just mean kind of a you know feeling of state of well-being it's actually used to describe health and peace completeness soundness welfare it's it's tranquility It's also quietness, and it's all these things put together. So a a nice translation of it is that shalom means nothing broken, nothing missing. It means completeness and wholeness. And this is what the work of Jesus Christ has done. It has brought shalom to humanity. It has brought peace to humanity. It has brought wellness to humanity. The forgiveness of Jesus Christ on the cross has undone the effects that sin created. Sin cursed mankind. Jesus blesses mankind. Sin broke the wholeness of man. It brought us from being alive with God to be separated from God and experiencing death. It makes perfect sense that sin opened the door for all the curse, and it activated the curse, which includes physical sickness and disease. There was no physical sickness or disease in the Garden of Eden. God never said that he made sickness and disease in the Garden of Eden. No, it only came after mankind violated God's word in Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. What wonderful news this is that Jesus Christ is the restorer. He's the second Adam. He's our savior. He's our deliverer. And when he was on that cross and he was bearing pain in his body, Body, he was doing it in his body in the likeness of the sinful flesh of men because he was enduring the curse which included sickness and disease. Now, if Jesus endured the curse of sickness and disease in his body on the cross, that means that you and I can be free. Yes, the Bible teaches that Jesus endured our sin. It says, in Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Yes, the Bible is teaching that Jesus was sinless and He became sin for us. He endured the curse of sin. He became sin on that cross. And because he became sin and he endured the punishment of the sin, he has made us righteous. He has restored us. He has made us whole. What sin did to make us unwhole and unclean, the cross, Jesus Christ upon that cross, his work there reverses it heals us by making us whole. Now, there may be some people who would be saying that I'm interpreting the Scripture improperly, and just by going to the Hebrew words in Isaiah is not enough evidence to actually make this case locked tight and sealed. So I'm going to go a little bit further, and we're going to do some biblical theology very quickly together as we get ready to close. But if you look at Matthew chapter 8, The Bible should answer the Bible. That's what biblical theology is all about. We should have the Bible interpret itself. So let's actually consult one of the most well-known scholars who has ever existed. His name is Jesus (laughs) to interpret the text in Isaiah for us. To do that, let's go to Matthew chapter 8, and we're going to begin reading in verse 14. It says, now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. So Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. In verse 16, it reads, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Now, here's verse 17. He just healed all who were sick, and it says in verse 17 that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. My goodness, the Gospel of Matthew went ahead and translated the Hebrew words for us and directly. Takes us to Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5. Jesus himself is an interpreter of the text of Isaiah. He himself is saying that his work of physically healing and spiritually delivering the people is a direct fulfillment of Isaiah. Therefore, there should be no question and no confusion about the meaning of the text in Isaiah chapter 53. It cannot mean just spiritual healing or spiritual forgiveness. It absolutely includes the redemption of our sins and it includes the healing of our bodies. To just give you one more verse in the first letter of Peter Chapter 2, verse 24, we see a reference again. It says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Now, that word translated in Greek, because we're in the New Testament, is Ialmai and it's the strong's number G 2390 again the G is a designation that it's a greek word that's being interpreted and the literal translation of that word is to make whole to cure to heal to free from errors and sins to bring about salvation this is where the word iawmai is actually describing that we are physically mentally, spiritually healed. It carries the idea of the word in Greek, sozo, also that's used many times in the New Testament to denote salvation and to denote physical healing. Well, I hope that this has been helpful for you. I know that it's a bit technical in what we've done today, but I believe it's necessary so that we can remove all doubt that the work of Jesus Christ is only for the forgiveness of sins. The work of Jesus Christ completely and in totality has addressed the condition of mankind. We are fully restored. We are fully made whole in Jesus. And I pray that we will begin to believe and to begin to receive and act upon this awesome truth that God's mercy and grace is greater than we may have been taught. I want you to get excited to realize that your Savior, whom you have trusted for the forgiveness of your sins, is the same Savior and deliverer who is also healer. He is, according to Exodus 15, 26, the God who healeth thee. And His work on the cross has provided your healing. He is payment for your healing. Well, we're going to continue this teaching in part two, but I want you to know that God loves you. You can believe it, go and study it again, play this podcast again, share it with a friend, get the word out there so we can make all the world know that Jesus Christ has not only died for your sins, but has also bore your sickness and disease. Remember what the Apostle Paul said, how will they believe unless they get to hear it? Well, God bless you. We want to put you on our ministry mailing list, the, the, the ministry of the Gospel Mission Network. Please get your free gift about identity and the verses there about knowing who you are in Christ. Just text the word HEALING to 94000. Be blessed. We love you. And we look forward to talking with you soon. This is Steve Hannett in the Be Healed podcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett. And you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel, Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, He calls us to live in His grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of His grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless. And I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network. A church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.